Welcome to the Fashionista Life, where we talk about fashion, interior design, parenting, and everything that encompasses the lifestyle of a fashionista. You can't help but smile with our host, Jennifer Johnson, a true fashionista and lifestyle expert, coming to you live from Naples, Florida. for listening to the Fashionista Life brought to you by True Fashionistas, where you can sell, shop, and look fabulous. I am your host, Jennifer Johnson. And today we welcome into the studio, H.E. McEachern. Yay! (laughs) You said it right. (laughs) And H.E. is a speaker, a certified life coach, and entrepreneur. Her global mission is to help women identify and debunk limiting beliefs that cause them to hide from their awesomeness. She's passionate, energetic, and candid. And we are so excited to dig in with you today, H.E. Welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here. I'm so excited. Every time I see you, you have this million-dollar smile. Oh. And you're so positive. I, I just had to have you on. Thank you. It is and definitely an honor. It's it's just so cool. I've I've known you for a while, and yes. um, again, it's just all about positivity. But tell me about how you got started on your journey. Yes. So, um, I lost my mother at the age of fourteen, and um, at that, of course, that was the hardest time of my life. And I unfortunately didn't get any therapy. I didn't get any grief counseling. Didn't even know that was a thing. Wow. And ten years later, at twenty four, I realized that I was depressed. Mm-hmm. And I just, I had no idea. I was living my life, just trying to fill the voids, just living in the unknown. And I realized I was depressed and I said, okay, I'm 24. I've got to make some decisions. I am um, just living my life haphazardly. Mm -hmm. And I just started getting on a personal development and spiritual development journey. And I really didn't even know what that looked like. I just knew I wanted to make some improvements. (laughs) Sure. And I knew that the way I was going wasn't sustainable. And some people are like, well, that's kind of young to have that type of awareness and that, you know, that awakening. But when I realized for the past 10 years, or the previous 10 years, I've been living in a a numbed out state. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to make a change. Now, I'm not saying that I'm just, you know, everything was perfect from there. When you decide you want to make a change, that's when like all the real obstacles start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just started reading books and doing conferences and a lot of spiritual development and just kind of finding my way along, the, you know, along the way. And I got married and um, I'm, I'm from Atlanta. We talked about that mm-hmm. a little bit before the show and we moved to Naples and I have a son now and just learning myself and getting in tune with who I am and unlearning a lot of things and just asking a lot of questions. That's really where it starts. It really starts with asking a lot of questions mm-hmm. because for years I was I was upset. I was upset that my mom died. Mm-hmm. I was upset that she left, but I didn't even know I was upset. Oh, wow. I had no idea that I was mad at her. Oh, you're right. I didn't I didn't know. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Because you know when someone passes on, you may think that we we have a, a tendency to like make them the angel, right? And my mm-hmm. mom was a wonderful person, but you 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 tend not to have, unless that person has really hurt you or harmed mm-hmm. you, you tend not to have negative thoughts about the person who's right. passed on, right? And I was talking to someone and it occurred to me that I'm mad that, she, or I was mad that she left. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just ignored all the feelings that came along with losing her. I did not know. So Becoming aware of that is like really what started my journey. And just, it wasn't like one specific thing I did, but just kind of allowing myself to say, okay, this is where I am and I want some changes. Let's just see what happens. And then later on, I got more specific. That is, and and at such a young age. Yes. 
that was, it's profound. Yeah. To go, you know what? I'm not feeling a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent who I used to be or who I want to be. Right. So how do we fix it? Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And then, so that leads you into what what we're talking about today, limiting beliefs. Yes. We've all been there. We've all heard it in one way, shape or another. Yes. And, you know, we all all have things that are holding us back because, oh, Mm -hmm. someone told us that we were this or someone Mm -hmm. told, from a young age. You know, I remember for me, it was, oh, she can't do math. Ah. To this day, I can't do math. Because you think you can't <laughs> Because do I math. think I can't. Yes. Right? Because that's what I've all, and you know, my mm-hmm. grades reflected it in school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would never raise my hand and say, oh, yes, I can, I can mm-hmm. um, solve that problem or I, I know all about that. Mm-hmm. Never. Because I was always told I couldn't do math. Wow. Says the woman who has an uber successful... <laughs> I say I don't math. (laughs) That's what I say. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Right. You see how it doesn't matter. Right. That's literally just a belief that you have in your mind that does not matter. And and that's so true. And I I have a a little saying that I other people's opinions of you are none of your business. None of your business. Because other people's opinions of you is not about you, it's about them. Right. But it's so hard when you're in the trenches. Mm Mm-hmm. Until you are able to step outside of that to go, oh, yeah. I see what you're talking about. Exactly. Because you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So that that's what we call a blind spot. Mm-hmm. So we have this, think of this like this circle of 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 knowledge, right? So you have a portion of the of the circle where you know what you know, then you have you know what you don't know, and then you have like you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Those are the blind spots. So for instance, I know I don't know Mandarin. I know I don't know how to fly a plane. I know I've never been to Australia, right? But the things that you don't know that you don't know, that's where those limiting beliefs fall in, mm-hmm. right? That's the place where you have a lot of breakdown, a lot of conflict because you're showing up in a way that you're not even aware is damaging to the people around you. Right. And so you start projecting on people like the people who may have told you, you're not good at math. You can't do this. You can't do that. They're just projecting their own fears mm-hmm. onto you or their own inadequacies onto you because everyone has a filter, right? Right. And the filter is based on how you've grown up, what you've been told, what you've seen your life experiences. So that's your filter. And some of us have dirty filters. Mm -hmm. So our thoughts and ideas about ourselves that's how we project on others. Because it's all you remember. That's all you remember. You don't hear the good (laughs) stuff. Yeah. It's like listening to the news and mm-hmm. all you hear is bad news. And then all of a sudden you hear a good, you know, oh, this is a good Samaritan. You don't remember you that. You don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Our, our brain processes that differently. So how do you change that process in your brain Yeah, to to stop thinking that way and start looking at it the other way? So I think the the first step is identifying what your limiting belief is. Mm-hmm. And that starts with awareness. I always say the first step to any level of transformation is awareness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like I said earlier, we are busy being and not, or excuse me, we're busy doing and not being. Like autopilot. Exactly. And we saw the breakdown of that in mm-hmm. 2020. Oh, we did. <laughs> okay. When we all had to start being. Mm-hmm. Okay. And outside of the pandemic, people went bonkers. Mm-hmm. The divorce rate was through the roof. People relocated. Like 
so much change happened because it forced everyone to stop and say, what am I doing? Where am I at? Mm -hmm. Where do I want to go? What's happening with my life? It's time to make some changes. But when you're on autopilot, you're go, 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 go. You never, you just, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? Right. So I think the first step is understanding uh, what your beliefs are. Mm-hmm. What what your what the beliefs are that are stopping you wherever I say wherever you feel stagnant stationary or stuck three s's yes <laughs> so let's repeat that mm-hmm. stagnant mm-hmm. stationary or stuck okay there is a limiting belief running the show okay there is some type of belief some type of thought some type of idea that's telling you what you can do what you can't do what won't work what you shouldn't do. So becoming aware of that and then figuring out like where that came from, like where did this, where, where did I hear this from? So for, to your point, I'm not good at math. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who told you you're not good at math? Right. You know, where did that come from? It could be, I'm not good enough. Why do you feel that way? It could be mm-hmm. someone told you that it could be something that you observed in your household growing up. Right. It may not be that you, your parent necessarily sat you down and said, <laughs> little Jennifer, you're not good enough, but it could have been something that you picked up on in the mm-hmm. atmosphere, in the environment, and the way that you were treated and the way that you were perceived or the way that you perceived the atmosphere, maybe the way that you perceived your mom. I'm, I'm not, I'm not talking right, about right, your right. mom, but just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hypothetically speaking, people, I don't know Jennifer or Jennifer's mom, but <laughs> someone's disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> yes, it could be an interaction between parents or grandparents or adults. And, you know, because with children, more things are caught than taught, right? Oh, I love that saying. And I use it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. They're caught, not taught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard that from a good friend of mine, like more things are caught than taught. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that you have sat down with your child and said, you're horrible. You're not good enough. You won't be able to do this. But it could be a dynamic that's being perpetuated in the home that children pick mm-hmm. up on. And just because they don't have the language around exactly what it is doesn't mean they don't know exactly what's going on. And then they repeat that. So identifying, well, maybe no one, to- maybe someone did say this to me. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it's a, a dynamic that was in my home that I picked up on. And this w- was true. This was the truth for the home that I was living in. So I felt like that was true for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. Because now we're all going to look at that and go, hmm, yeah, <laughs> identify, yeah, what what I what my limiting belief is, yeah, really. All right, everyone, is your closet overflowing, or maybe your kids' closets are as well, or maybe you just want to redecorate your home. If you're wondering what to do with all that stuff that you've accumulated, well, bring it all to True Fashionistas, or even ship it to them for free. They will sell your unwanted items for you. They take away all the hassle by doing all the work and all you have to do is collect your money. You can reach out to them online at truefashionistas.com. Come into the store or check them out on Facebook or Instagram. And that's truefashionistas.com. Hey, friends, we were back in the studio and we're welcoming back in H.E. Hello. Hello, hello. I loved our first segment and and what, what did you say? Your state, the caught, not taught? Yes. With children, with children, more things are caught than taught. Love that. Yeah. Because it's also for us as adults. Absolutely. Because, you know, that, that makes complete sense. Nonverbal so, communication. Exactly. <laughs> so we're talking about limiting beliefs and mm-hmm. how to toss them aside. And first, you know, we have to identify that we, what limiting belief it is. I'm not this, or I can't do this, or I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. So let's talk through a few of them. Yes. I'm not smart enough. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I know that whether or not we verbalize that or not, all of us has felt that so- at some point in our life, right? Exactly. What do we do? How do we get rid of that? Right. Or do we get rid of all of these the same way? I think that, I think really for me, for me, I, I do better when I kind of focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can put all my energy towards that and figure out what is it that I am feeling right now and what like what's bogging me down the most at this moment. And how can I change my thoughts around this? Because some things, it's, it's a little more deeply rooted. Mm-hmm. So it's tougher. Maybe it's a little bit more painful. Maybe you need to go a little deeper and get some therapy around it. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Depending on how painful it is and if it's connected to trauma, things right. like that. You know, it, it's it, different. Yeah. So that goes a little deeper, you know. But I feel like the, the general process of identifying your limiting belief, or excuse me, yeah, identifying the limiting belief, identifying the source of the limiting belief, and then determining, is it true? For me, like, at that point, I'm like, all right, I've got this. Because once Mm -hmm. you realize, oh, that's actually not even true, Mm -hmm. like, it's not true. It's like a light bulb goes up in my mind. Like, so you mean to tell me I have been operating my (laughs) entire life off of this thought or this belief that is not true. Mm-hmm. Like something for me that was a huge one for me was believing that once I became a wife and a mom, that's all I should pursue. Oh, yes. Mm. That was a huge one for me because mm-hmm. I felt like, or I learned that, you know, the wife, you know, she's supposed to, you know, run the home and manage the home and the kids. And, you know, you may have had these dreams, but that needs to be put on the back burner mm-hmm. because you have a husband and a home and a child now. And that just your other things should not be as much as a priority. Mm-hmm. And so that bogged me down because right. remember, that was the area where I felt stuck, mm-hmm. stagnant, stationary. Why am I feeling stuck? Why do I feel like I can't move here? Why am I feeling irritated and frustrated? Like, I feel like I want to just burst out of my skin. What is going on? It's like a part of who I truly am. My authentic self is not being expressed. Why is it not being expressed? Mm-hmm. Because there's this belief that's telling me I can't express this part of myself. Well, what is this belief that's telling me that? Well, it's telling me that since you're a mom, especially since you're a mom now, mm-hmm. you don't have time for anything else. It is selfish of you to, to, you know, take your attention off of your child and put it on a business or a, a dream or a venture. Like you, you're supposed to hold that for 18 more years. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And a lot of women struggle with that. I believe they do. You know, so that was a huge one for me. I'm like, wait, why do I feel this way? No one necessarily told me you're not allowed to, but growing up seeing, you know, my mom, she had a little side business, but she was the one who my dad, you know, he was a breadwinner and did, you know, made the money. Mm-hmm. And my mom was the one who kept everything, you know, together in the home. And, yes. you know, I saw that throughout my family. And then even, you know, growing up in a religious background, you know, the wife is to support the husband mm-hmm. and <laughs> support the husband's right. vision and right. su- submit and all the things. And I'm like, well, I just woke up one day. I'm like, well, what happened to all these dreams and visions that you know were put into my heart before I decided to take on these roles? Do, do those things just go to the wayside because I agreed to say, okay, I'm going to be a wife. I'm going to be a mom. Like that's irresponsible to the gift that my creator gave me. Correct. What about me? Exactly. So that that was a whole paradigm shift. Like, oh, wait, I can I can do all the mm-hmm. things, and I'm not selfish. Actually, I'm showing my son. That Good you can, point. yeah, I'm showing him not only, yes, your mom could do multiple things, but this will also, this can also shape the type of partner he chooses. Mm-hmm. 
Will you choose someone that you feel like you have to take care of so that they can take care of the home? Nothing wrong with that. That's truly a desire of yours. Mm -hmm. Or are you confident enough to choose a woman who's building an empire alongside with you? Great. Yes. So that, that changes your generation summit, you know? But I know what you're talking about because it also, the guilt thing. Yes. It creeps, creeps in on you and it's on your shoulder over here Mm -hmm. going, hey, you're supposed to be doing these things, not this. Yeah. It's not all about you. Mm -hmm. There just has to be that balance. Yeah. And it's, the thing is, it's not all about us, but us is a large part of it because Mm -hmm. if I am not feeling true to myself, if I am feeling like I am muting myself, if I'm not showing up strong for myself, chances are all these other roles that I agree to, I'm showing up really small in those areas mm-hmm. too. And you have to be authentic. That's you the have to be you. Yeah. And, and it can't you can't be, you know, put into this box and yeah. this is it. And you're teaching, if I'm putting myself second, I am teaching my son how to put himself second. That's I'm not so true. I'm right? not I'm not just because I you know, make him my world, which he's very much my world, but (laughs) (laughs) not going to lie. He runs my world. (laughs) But by putting myself last, I'm not teaching him to put himself first. I'm teaching him how to also put himself last. Even though if he's, even though he reaps the benefits Mm -hmm. of being put first now, remember caught, not taught. Yes, absolutely. Because he's seeing you do what you say and Mm -hmm. So he's seeing me, oh, what you're supposed to do is be completely selfless. You're supposed to put yourself mm-hmm. last. Your your needs, your desires, your dreams, they actually don't matter. Everyone else's does. And that can create just this vicious cycle of... A vicious mm-hmm. cycle. Absolutely. And when you're doing that, you're not showing up as your authentic self because authentically we are bold. We are powerful. We are imaginative. We mm-hmm. are creative. Like that's our authentic selves. And so showing him that part of myself... Mm-hmm. And also his dad, like, man, they don't have a problem in that area. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a problem in that area. But showing like, oh, I have a mom and a dad mm-hmm. that, you know, operate in their authentic selves. This is how you show up in the world. Right. You know, so it's like stop when I'm aware of my limiting beliefs and the beliefs that have, that have stopped me. Now I can change my generation mm-hmm. because I'm not passing those things down. I'm not passing those those thoughts that keep you stagnant, like those get passed down generation through generation. How many things have we learned from our grandmother, great-grandmother, great-great-grandmother that's Mm -hmm. no longer true for us now? Right. It's a different world. And we won't say, I love my grandmother, but that's no longer true. It's no longer true. Mm -hmm. But if we just keep passing this down, 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 it's like, what's going to change? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I I also find it interesting because I have said this to myself before. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't do that because I don't have enough experience. Mm -hmm. Mm, Nope. I can't do it. How wrong is that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Go out and get the knowledge. Figure it everything. Marie Forello. Yes. Marie Forleo. Yes. Marie Forleo. Forleo. Yeah. wrote a book, Everything is Figure Outable. Yes. Great book, by the way. And it's true yeah. because there's so, if I don't know how to do this, that, or the other thing, I can always go figure it out. Yeah. I can go online. There's plenty of tutorials on how to do absolutely anything everything. and everything. Yeah. So knowledge is power. You're living proof, Jennifer. <laughs> You're a girl who was told you could not do math and you have a thriving business, there are people who will not start a business because they think they have to be good at math. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Or public speaking. Yeah, right. 
I mean, that's a big one for a lot of people. People would rather die, literally. I know. And I, I don't understand it because I love it. Right. It's like, <laughs> give me a mic. <laughs> I think both of us with the mic, like right now, is danger. Right. <laughs> like, this is going to be 20 minutes. Okay. How do we condense this? <laughs> well, that's our problem. <laughs> how are we going to make this? Yeah. Right. Make it all fit in. Exactly. But there are a lot of people that you're right. They would yeah. rather, they, they're too scared to step out of whatever yeah. they're not comfortable yeah. doing the status quo, the, oh, well, mm-hmm. I just go home every day and I put my PJs on when I get home mm-hmm. instead of going out and taking that walk or going yeah. out and taking a course online because there's yeah. so many doing all of those things. Mm-hmm. They, they're stuck in a rut. They're stagnant. Like you said, mm-hmm. they're stagnant. And then, then they become stuck. Exactly. And now what? And the thing is, it those things and those reasons why, like even the thing of not wanting to speak in front of people, when you ask someone, why do you not want to speak? Or what are you afraid of? Oh my God, it's, I, I don't, I don't sound good on the microphone. I don't look good in front of the, uh, in front of the camera or, or on stage. I don't want people looking at me. I don't want them to see this. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way my face looks. I, uh, my, my ankles are too fat. My arm, my, my, my wrists are too skinny. My arms are, mm-hmm. are not tanned enough. It's like all these things that you believe about yourself. It's like none of that actually matters. Or someone told me that I'm ugly or someone told me that I have a, a big forehead. So I don't want to <laughs> like, that was my thing growing up. Oh, so, no. Like, yeah. It's like someone told me I had a big forehead. So if I stand up there with all those lights, the whole audience is going to see my oh forehead. My but you see what I'm saying? Because I, someone, mine was my nose. <laughs> so, somebody told me in fourth grade that I had a big forehead and somebody probably told you in the third grade you had a big nose. I have a pointy so, nose. You, you see? So, so I did this exercise. <laughs> okay, if you can see me on if, if you can't, that's okay. But I would I would press on my nose to try to make for it. how many times a day to try <laughs> now everyone's gonna be looking at my nose, Wait, but did it work? It didn't work. Of course. <laughs> of course not. Did my forehead size shrink? <laughs> of course not. My awakening moment is when I was in high school and this is when Tyra Banks was really popular. Oh, yes. And um we're the same height, five ten. Oh, wow. You're that. I knew you were tall, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm a shorty. Yep. <laughs> ten, with, with heels, even taller and um, same size shoe, size 10 shoe. Oh, wow. And her, she has a huge forehead and her <laughs> huge forehead made her millions of dollars. And you, I, I, when I think of Tyra Banks, I don't think of her a uh, huge forehead. Like, no. It, it, no. And it, here's the deal. Only reason why I thought about it is because she brought it up because that was something that she oh, had about herself. Gosh. And I'm like, wait. And so she said, I'm just going to monetize it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if Tyra Banks can be 5'10", wear a size 10 shoe, have a big forehead and be fabulous, I'm fabulous mm-hmm. too. So it's like the smallest things. I'm like, I don't give a crap about that mm-hmm. person in the fourth grade that told me my forehead was big. Like, mm-hmm. we have fabulous models out here yeah. big foreheads. <laughs> so I, I'm glad that you brought that up because that was a mind shift right there. Yes. It went from, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I perceived to have a big forehead. You mm-hmm. don't. But I perceived to have a big forehead. Yeah. But... I see somebody else who also has the same thing. I'm going to take it and run with it and make it part of me. Exactly. Because she decided to show up as her authentic self. Yes. So whenever you show up as your authentic self, this is why it's so important. You are giving permission to others to do the same. It's like you are now not permission, like they can't do it without Mm -hmm. you, but it's like you're handing out permission slips saying you can do it too. And you can do it too. And you can do it too. And so when people see uh, someone that looks like them or, or represents them or uh, has, has the same issue. It's like, oh, well, if they can step out and do this, I can too. So sometimes mm-hmm. it takes, you know, you going through, you know, your steps, your mental steps. Sometimes it takes a situation like this where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, 
this doesn't matter at all. If I have a big forehead, who actually cares? Like right. we all have different heads. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if we all look the same, it'd be boring. Right. It'd be boring. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, that was such an awesome message. Do you, in closing today, <laughs> yes. what is one pearl of wisdom that you would give our listeners? Oh, one pearl of remember who you are. Mm. Remember who you are. Listen to yourself. Do not deny your feelings. Do not deny your emotions. Do not deny what you know to be inherently true about yourself. And remember that you are powerful. You are loved. You are magnificent. You are awesome. And that literally you can do and be whatever you want to be at any age, at any point in your life. It is never, ever, ever too late as long as you remember who you are. That's powerful. I love that, H.E. So, H.E., if our guests would like to get a hold of you, how do they do so? They can get a hold of me. I am on Instagram. I am underscore H-E. My first name is spelled A-C-H-I-E. I can also be reached on my website, www.imhe.com. And um, also, I can be emailed, hello at imhe.com. And if they're interested in, I created a, a exclusive six-step process of how to debunk limiting beliefs, identify and debunk limiting beliefs. And so Fabulous. that is a free resource on my website. So, And we can even get the link and drop that into yep, our show notes. Absolutely. So all of our guests have that. Yes. Well, thank you so much, AT, for being on today. Thank you for You're having me. such a wealth of knowledge and inspiration for sure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And thank you, friends, Thanks so for, much for listening to the to Fashionista Life. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Fashionista Life. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Fashionista Life.